0: 18th, 2021. Thanks for tuning in to Canadian Patriot Radio, my friends. I am your host, Critch. And uh, we're seeing a lot of gun news again all over the place in Canada. So we're going to open with uh, an old article brought to my attention by Chef. Um, we're going to inject some common sense back into this madness because uh, our own police forces uh, have kind of got a grasp on this, unlike our government that just seems to think that uh, banning good people from owning firearms is going to stop all the madness. And uh, <laughs> history has shown, uh, especially in specific places where cities have done gun bans, that uh, actually it does the opposite. But anyway, this first article comes to us <clears throat> from the National Post. And this was written a while ago. This was written on August 14th, uh, 2019, but it's worth a reread. Uh, because it's, it's uh, like I said, it injects some common sense here. And the title reads, Canadian police chiefs won't back handgun ban, say it wouldn't stop flow of guns into the country. The firearms laws in Canada are actually very good right now. They're very strict, says Vancouver Police, police Chief Adam Palmer. The Canadian Association of Chiefs of Police won't be supporting a call for a ban on handguns despite concerns about gun violence in a number of major cities, including Toronto. Vancouver Police Chief Adam Palmer, who heads the organization, says Canada already has strong firearm regulations and no other law is required. Toronto Mayor John Tory is asking the federal government for a handgun ban and Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has said he will consider additional gun control measures. There were 14 separate shootings recorded in Toronto over the August long weekend alone. Palmer says in the majority of cases involving gun violence, the handguns being used are already illegal and it makes no sense to ban something that is already prohibited. In every single case, there are already offenses for that. They're already breaking the law and the criminal, uh, and the criminal law in Canada addresses all of those circumstances, Palmer said Wednesday at a conclusion of the association, association's annual conference. The firearms laws in Canada are actually very good right now. They're very strict. The Prime Minister has highlighted recent past gun control legislation that extends the scope of background checks and strengthens record-keeping requirements for gun retailers. Earlier this week, he said, Canadians will learn about about liberal plans for gun control during the upcoming campaign. I very much look forward to this election campaign... in which we will be able to share with Canadians our vision of for how to keep Canadians safer, Trudeau said. That involves, yes, strengthening our gun control, but it also involves investments that are so deeply needed in our community infrastructure. Palmer suggests that handguns wouldn't, would still be around, even with the ban, because of Canada's proximity to the United States. Keep, people can't be naive to the realities of how it works with organized crime and smuggling, he said. There will always be an influx of guns from the United States into Canada, said Palmer. Heroin is illegal in Canada too, but we have heroin in Canada. The association also discussed harassment and bullying in the workplace and the importance of making sure there are mental health supports for those in policing. We have had suicides in Canada. We have had an officer die by suicide in my own department this year. It's a very terrible thing to go through for the police services and there have to be other services that have gone through this across Canada as well. They're dealing with sexual assaults and child abuse, car car chases, people with guns, people who have been shot and stabbed, exposure to blood and people spitting on them, swearing at them, assaulting them, and they come back the next day and do it all over again. So. The gist of the article and the reason we revisited it was because it's just—it's just simple. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like this, for every reasonable Canadian, whether you're a gun owner or not, you're fully aware of what uh, you know. Police Chief uh, Adam Palmer has said that you know there's there's an influx, uh, there's guns being smuggled into Canada, and uh, banning good people from owning them is not going to stop that yet we still have you know now fast forward 2 years later or a year and a half later and uh you know we're we're now seeing you know some of the rhetoric changing with this uh with this gun ban in Canada it is now a voluntary uh buyback program so but that could mean multiple things uh we've we've seen a history of this with uh, all the gun legislation in Canada where everything comes out really strong and then it becomes voluntary. Uh, the registry was the same way. Um, you know, when the Liberals were in power, it was, it was mandatory and then it became voluntary through the Conservatives. And we see this batting back and forth. Uh, the one true thing that we knew that we did find out through uh, the High River gun grab is that they were using, the RCMP was using those registries uh, to s- target specific houses and kick down the doors and steal those guns. Now, we've never, ever had an explanation from the RCMP why they did that, um, but it was just, it was our first glimpse into how they are using this information, uh, ab- using and abusing this information, and, uh, you know, they they full well know who owns these uh, now banned guns in, in Canada, so... I think it's just a nice way of saying you know by saying it's a voluntary buyback is easy it's all nice flowers and roses sunshine and rainbows but uh if you don't uh submit them by may 1st 2022 that's when we're going to start kicking in your doors we'll see um don't forget that the ccfr has a very solid case um in front of them here and you know they're rushing from all outward appearances, the liberals are really rushing to just push this through. Uh, my guess is they'll probably try and stall the CCFR case, uh, even past the uh, May 1st date. And so if that does happen, then I don't think anybody, because there is uh legitimate cases in the courts, I don't think anybody actually would be legally required to turn in anything at that point. But don't take my word for it. Make sure you research yourself. I don't want you to be like, Oh, Critch from CPR said, <laughs> And then end up getting yourself arrested. Uh, maybe look into that a little bit further just to make sure. But, you know, those there's a lot of us that are watching this extremely closely, and we know it's a fascist overreach. So do you. Um, so the other thing that we're starting to see is we're starting to see, to see provinces themselves uh, speak out and say, look, like we're going to appoint our own CFO. Uh, you know, what Trudeau is saying about the handgun ban is that he's going to leave it to each mun- municipality. Well, here in the sketch, um, our premier, I'm not a big fan of our premier, but he has done one thing right here where he's going to say, no, we're not going to allow that. We're just going to appoint a CFO and probably keep them legal throughout the province, is my guess. But I don't trust Scott Moe either, uh, especially when it comes to this vaccination rollout that we're seeing. He is on board with the globalist plan for vaccination, for uh, vaccinating people with a, uh, a gene therapy that is a human experiment. So, anyway, let's get this one started. We've got one more uh, article that relates to the gun bans. And then we are going to uh, cover some other stuff, which I'm not going to tell you about until we get there. Anyway, be right back. So what should I
1: call you? Should I call you a, a bullet, a tooth? You can call me Susan if it makes you happy. There are times in life when being tough comes in handy. Say some geezer that collapses in front of you. What do you do? We need a volunteer that ain't breathing. Here's one I made earlier. First thing you do is you check him over. If he ain't responsive or he ain't breathing, or he's making noises
0: like this. Climate change is real. There is no evidence of election fraud. The Canadian Liberals are doing a great job.
1: Then his heart has stop working, he's having a cardiac arrest. Look lively. First call 999 then you do hands-only CPR, and no kissing. You only kiss your missus on the lips. Watch, lock your fingers together, knuckles up, then push down right on the Sovereign. Brother, brother away, brother, mother, alive, the shaking, alive, push down five or six centimeters. That's about two inches in old money. Push hard and fast, about two times a second, like to the beat of staying alive. Worried you alert him? Better a cracked rib than then kicking the bucket. Keep this up till the ambulance arrives. So don't forget, check him over. Call 999, push hard and fast to staying alive. It works. Hands only CPR. It ain't as hard as it looks. A Russian? Well, to be technical, he's an Uzbekistanian, but... Uzbekistanian? I've been dealing with those sneaky Russian dogs.
0: <laughs> Give me a name. you enough. Boris.
1: Boris the Blade? Yeah. As in Boris the Bullet Dodger. Why do they call him the Bullet Dodger? Because he does his bullets heavy.
0: (laughs) Okay, welcome back, everybody. We're just going to jump right into the next one. This comes to us from True North. Uh, It was written February 17th, 2021, and the title reads, Liberal gun bill bans toy guns that look like real firearms. Yep, we read that right. The Liberal government's new gun bill will ban replica firearms if they look like any gun regulated by Canada's firearm regime. According to a document published by the government, the new legislation, Bill C-21, will update the criminal code to ensure that any device, including an unregulated air gun that looks exactly like a conventional regulated firearm, i.e. shoots over 500 feet per second, is prohibited for the purpose of import, export, sale, and transfer. Transfer. The government says owners of existing devices fitting the description will be able to keep them, but will not be allowed to sell or transfer them to anyone else. No further replica firearms could be imported into or sold, transferred in Canada, the document says. Now there's a tweet here from Andrew Lawton, so we're just going to read this too. Bill Blair says buybacks are uh, ineffective if authorities don't know who has what guns. This is because criminals don't register guns. Uh, Very good point, Andrew Lawton. Oh, so stupid. Uh, Another tweet from Andrew Lawton. Justin Trudeau is making it illegal to buy toy guns if they look like guns the government has banned. And here is, he actually posted the exact section of the bill. Ensure mid-velocity replica firearms are prohibited. Update the criminal code to ensure that any device, including an unregulated air gun that looks exactly like a conventional regulated firearm, i.e. shoots over 500 feet per second, is prohibited for the purpose of import, export, sale, and transfer. Uh, Basically goes into exactly what we read earlier. So they're even banning air guns like airsoft guns and all of it that even look like AR-15s, right? <clears throat> Which is just ridiculous. I mean, come on, these these liberals, and not just the liberals, our government is absolutely horrified of their people owning firearms, especially firearms that can uh, effectively uh, fire back. To put it to put it in a nice way, uh, let's continue here. Bill C-21's text defines a replica firearm as any device that is designed or intended to exactly resemble or resemble with near precision a firearm that is designed to adapt to discharge a shot, bullet, or other projectile that, and that itself is not a firearm, with the exception for replicas of antique firearms. At a Tuesday morning press conference, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau revealed the next phase of the Liberal, liberal plan to implement a sweeping gun control measures. The plan includes a buyback program for the 1500 assault assault style weapons already banned by the government last year. The new legislation also hopes to give municipalities the power to ban the possession of handguns within their boundaries. Let's not forget what this is about. Saving lives. Oh please. You guys are idiots. This is going to cost lives. This is going to have the exact opposite effect. Uh, let's just think of an, imme- an immediate example. Uh, Chicago. Complete gun ban in Chicago. Highest crime rate in the fucking US. Why people ignore these statistics is beyond me. Uh, these t- statistics bounce right off the faces of anti-gunners. It's, it's, it's amazing to watch them dance around these facts. God, it pisses me off. <clears throat> Just like this next statement. We're not targeting law-abiding citizens who own guns, claimed Trudeau during a press conference on Tuesday. Really? Because that's exactly what it seems like you're doing. That is exactly what it seems like you're doing. Because that's all you're doing. You're only targeting law-abiding gun owners with your gun ban. Such a hypocrite. Soon after the Liberals prohibited 1,500 firearm models through an order in council last year, thousands of law-abiding gun owners marched on Ottawa in protest. And that is the end of that article. But anyway, <clears throat> it's uh, it's going to force Canada to become a lot like the U.S. is what's going to happen. Uh, like we were talking in the pre-show, you, you've got specific provinces, Alberta and Saskatchewan, come to mind, uh, that are appointing their own CFOs. Uh, we're going to take matters in our own hands, and probably all of this stuff, uh, I'm assuming, is going to be null and void in at least those two provinces, uh, simply because it's ridiculous. Number one. But what I mean by it, what I mean by we're going to become like the states. Uh, you know how specific states are very slack on their gun laws, and the next ones have uh, extreme gun laws. Um, and you know, going back to what I was saying about statistics and facts, just pay attention to what states have what laws. And what states don't. The safest places in the U.S. have the uh, uh, slackest gun laws in the entire country. Uh, The first one that comes to mind is Plano, Texas, where basically every man, woman, and child has, I think, eight guns per household. (laughs) And the crime rate is so low it doesn't even register. And then compare that to Chicago where the gun bans are exactly like what's coming into Canada, and they have the highest murder murder rate per capita in the world. In the fucking world. Anyway, so, like I was saying, you know, through Alberta and Sask appointing their own CFOs, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how far the federal overreach will happen, uh, even within the provinces, especially on specific guns. We all know that this is all designed to try and get rid of the AR-15s. That's the one they're the most scared of. Uh, and realistically, let's let's be real. Why they're so scared of it? Uh, it's it's functionality. It's a it's a bulletproof gun. Uh, it works perfect. Um, it was perfected by the Canadians. Let's get that that straight. Uh, the Canadians uh, with their C7 basically basically took an M16 and uh, perfected it. And that's the history of an AR-15. And then Armour Light, which AR stands for, uh, was the one that basically mass produced it and got it out to civilians. So that's the, that's where the title uh, AR-15 comes from. A lot of people think AR stands for Assault, and it doesn't. <clears throat> assault Rifle, right? And it doesn't. It stands for Armour Light. So, you know... And then uh, you know to go on and say uh, he's going to leave it up to the provinces and basically the municipalities to be able to ban uh, handguns. Well, that's fine. Uh, realistically, I, I don't, I don't even mind that part of this order in council. Let's not call this what it, you know, what they like to dub it as a bill. Uh, this was just a straight up fascist order in council. There was no, no debates, no nothing was was held over this. They just went ahead and did it uh, because they're fascists and they're scared of you owning guns. But. Uh, <clears throat> You know, the fact that they're leaving it to the municipalities kind of makes me think that they don't quite have the power they think they do. And they probably left themselves open uh, to completely lose all of this by if they did a complete ban on handguns and everything else. But make no mistake, the longer that the liberals are in power, the worse this is going to get. Um, And it's not going to get any better if we vote in the conservatives. They're just as horrible. Uh, They always just pretend to change things, and all they ever do is change the names. And uh, I hate them just as much. And as the years go on, (laughs) they're driving me just as much, actually worse. I, I actually despise them. Under Aaron O'Toole, I despise the conservatives more than I do the liberals right now, because at least the liberals are predictable. You know, they're going to stomp all over your rights. They're going to do whatever they can to stop your freedoms. And they're going to limit limit your sovereignty by taking anything you have to defend yourself. And eventually, they're going to strip you of all titles. And that's all part of, you know, when we cover the Great Reset, that's exactly what that's all a part of. So this gun ban shouldn't even be a surprise to anybody because it all plays right into the Great Reset, um, which also ties into... Uh, <clears throat> you know, the, the UN and uh, the, the big global agenda uh, to make us all slaves, which make us even more obvious slaves than we are now. You know, they had a pretty good thing there. They basically had us all slaves and they nobody noticed. But, but every time they do this, every time they push a little bit harder because they've they've had to accelerate their plan due to Trump exposing their plan on a mass scale, um, now it just seems like it, every time they turn around and they try to implement their plan a little bit more, more and more people are waking up. And so that's the cool part about all this. Do I think that uh, uh, gun-owning Canadians, especially people that own AR-15s and anything that fell under this ban are going to turn them in? No. And the reason I say that is because um, we are a lot like our cousins across the globe um, when it comes to New Zealand and Australia. And the thing that the media doesn't tell you about what's going, that what happened in New Zealand with their gun ban is nobody turned them in. All they turned in was crap. <laughs> they, they basically turned in the stuff they didn't want. But from the last time I last time I looked, I, I the last summary that I actually seen before they stopped publishing them was there was only 43 firearms in the whole country turned in, and I think Canada is probably going to be the same story. Now the the mainstream media will go ahead and just publish crap, completely false articles saying, oh yeah, Canadians are abiding by it, and uh, in reality that's not going to be the case. I don't think you're going to have any compliance with this whatsoever, uh, even past the May first, 2021 or sorry, 2022 deadline. Uh, for the voluntary heavy air quotes buyback program. Where uh, I think I think they finally came up with a number. Now correct me if I'm wrong. But I think they're, they, they're offering $1,300. Uh, and if you're a gun owner like me. You know that's, uh, <laughs> that's not even half of what some of these things are worth. So nice try. But uh, you're going to have to do way better than that. To even get uh, people like me to even consider it. Which we probably wouldn't even if you were on the mark with the money anyway. So interesting to keep watching this. Um, as you guys know, I, I just completely believe it's fascist overreach. It's it's a it's a one world government pushing these idiots like Justin idiot in the front line to uh, to do stuff like ordering councils that uh, are eventually probably going to get him charged <laughs> if 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 we, justice ever returns to the world um, and we actually stop living in this upside down clown world that we're in. Uh, there's going to be a lot of these people that I would love to see in front of firing squads to tell you the truth with the guns that they tried to ban. (laughs) Uh, I think I said that about Bill Gates in the last show. Anyway, uh, let's move away from the guns and let's move into the next topic here, my friends. You guys are never going to believe this, but I have found more deaths because of this vaccine. (laughs) Can you imagine that? Okay, this next article comes to us by Humans Are Free and the title reads Spain, second Pfizer shot halted after 46 nursing home residents die after the first shot. Uh, this was published on February 18th, 2021. <clears throat> Los Berrios, Spain. The Nuestra Señora del Rosira, Rosario Our Lady of Rosary nursing home is reeling due to mass deaths after mRNA inoculations. All residents and workers at the facility receive the first dose of Pfizer mRNA In early January, according to Spain mainstream media outlet ABC de Sevilla, most residents became extremely ill shortly after the shots. It is believed many came down with COVID-19 despite being vaccinated against it. The Andalusian Health Service reported that at least 46 residents have died since January. For perspective, Our Lady has a maximum capacity of 145 residents. Holy lick. Holy man! So they just wiped out a bit, a huge portion of their own residents by inoculating them with this uh, gene therapy. The Junta del Andalucia regional government intervened in early February to curtail the death count, but people continued dying. Spain's Ministry of Health is now in charge of mitigation. The ministry said in a statement, "In view of this imminent risk to public health and in particular." for the residents and workers of the center, the current protocol for disin- disinfection and isolation of positive cases cannot be guaranteed. The situation remains dire. At least 28 residents and 12 staff members were COVID-19 positive last week. Health officials halted all further mRNA shots as a result. <coughs> the Federation of Public Services criticized Our Lady for not taking action sooner. The workers' union said the response was inadequate after eight people died by January 18th. The death count grew to 30 by January 28th. Spain is continually in the news related to the mRNA shots. Health Health Minister Salvador Illa said in December that his agency is keeping a database of all citizens who refuse the mRNA. He said the list will be shared with all EU members. (laughs) Holy. A healthcare worker in Spain also recently reported that several mRNA recipients have been admitted to hospitals in the region of uh, Murica. Merca, Mercia, sorry, <laughs> for encephalitis. Holy man, this gene therapy is unbelievable. Um, and, you know, it's one thing I want to actually say to you guys is it's getting easier to, to find these articles now. Um now, I don't know. Chef, did you send me this or did I find this on my own? Chef has been sending me so much stuff lately that I uh, I get confused now uh, which one he found and which one I found. <laughs> anyway, keep up the good work, Chef. I know I'm not being as responsive as always, but uh, I'm I'm actually uh, reading and looking at everything that you're sending me. So thanks a lot for everything that you're sending my way. Okay, um, let's just move into the next one because it's related to this Uh to this uh, gene therapy and how it's basically killing people. And it's a very well-written piece of uh, journalism. This is from The New Dark Age. uh, And it was written the 16th of February, 2021. And the title reads, Western governments are killing their own people again. Experimental mRNA injections in nursing homes. Western countries, including Canada, are using experimental mRNA injections in nursing homes on the most vulnerable of people. Nobody can give informed consent because the injections are experimental. How do we know that the injections are experimental? There are at least two ongoing clinical trials. One is a study to evaluate uh, efficacy, safety of mRNA-1273 vaccine in adults aged 18 years and older to prevent COVID-19 estimated study completion date is October 27, 2022. Another study is titled, Study to Describe the Safety, Tolerability and Efficacy of RNA Vaccine Candidates Against COVID-19 in Healthy Individuals. The estimated study completion date is January 31, 2023. We do not have a narrow window to observe the immediate adverse impacts of the vaccines. So far, CDC data alone indicates that there have been 653 deaths, 12,044 other injuries following COVID vaccine injections. Many countries are not included in this data. Nobody knows the medium and long-term adverse vaccine-related events, so this precludes informed consent. Since informed consent is impossible and experimental vaccines are being administered to humans, Western governments are in violation of the Nuremberg Code established after the Second World War to prevent human experimentation and subsequent evils. Now, here's the Nuremberg Code, and we'll read it. Uh, Even though we've gone through it before on this show, it's just good to have this one in your mind uh, at all times. The Nuremberg Code of 1948. The voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely essential. The experiment should be such as to yield fruitful results uh, for the good of society, unprocurable by other methods or means of study, and not random and unnecessary in nature. Sorry, that was one and two. Number three, the experiment should be so designed and based on the results of animal experimentation and knowledge of the natural history of the disease or other problem under study that the anticipated results will justify the performance of the experiment. Number four, the experiment should be so conducted as to avoid all unnecessary physical and mental suffering and injury. Number five, no experiment should be conducted where there is a priori reason to believe that death or disability injury will occur, except perhaps in those experiments where the experimental physicians also serve as subjects. Number six, the degree of risk to be taken should never exceed that determined by the humanitarian importance of the problem to be solved by the experiment. Well, right there, that number six, that's a monster violation uh, when it comes to these uh, these gene therapies that they're rolling out and basically telling everybody that they have to get. Because the, the let's think of the risk. There's a 99.98% survival rate with this so-called COVID-19 or the flu. So that's that's a big one. Like that right there, when this, like I said earlier, when this upside down world, clown world that we're living in actually starts thinking again and we see the return of justice, every government that partook in this is going to have a big problem when it comes to number six. Carrying on. Number seven. Proper preparation should be made and adequate facilities provided to protect the experimental subject against even remote possibilities of injury, disability, or death. Right there, that opens them up to liability. Governments, health authorities, right there. That's number seven of the Nuremberg Code. That right there can be taken to a court of law and I would hope to see to the tune of billions being sued for number 8 the experiment should not be con- should be conducted only by scientifically qualified persons Mm-hmm-hmm. we're not seeing that either are we during the course of the experiment human subject the human subject should be at liberty to bring the experiment to an end if he has reached the physical or mental state where the continuation of the experiment seems to him to be impossible Number 10 During the course of the experiment the scientist in charge must be prepared to terminate the experiment at any stage if he has probable cause to believe that the continuation of the experiment is likely to result in injury disability or death to the experimental subject Oh my I love reading rereading that uh, Nuremberg code because so, so, so many heads are going to roll uh like I said earlier, when justice returns to this frickin' planet. Anyway, let's carry on with the article. Everyone who has studied what is really happening in the Middle East and beyond knows that the Nazis never left. <laughs> now the Nazis' Western governments are showing their true colors and killing their own people again. Well, that just took us down a, a little bit of a theory. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> anyway, let's carry on. <clears throat> It isn't just a vulnerable person in long-term care homes either. Provincial health measures, reports Dr. Stephen Malth- Malthouse, have shown to create a 12 to, 1, 12 to 1 more deaths than the virus. Ontario COVID measures are destroying our public health. Western governments are deliberately causing human suffering and death on a global scale beneath humanitarian and now public health pretenses. These are crimes against humanity. Mark Taliano, a research associate of the Center for Research on Globalization and the author of Voices from Syria, Global Research Publishers, 2017. Visit the author's website. Oh, boy. I just read you uh, who, the, who the author is, a write-up about the author. Anyway, let's just finish out. Visit the author's website at uh, www.marktalliano.net, where this article was originally published. And then it gives you links to all the studies and everything listed in this, um, the action it actually gives you links to the ongoing experimentation up until twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three, and I do believe I posted this in the uh, I've already posted this in the Telegram page, my friends. So uh, check it out when you get some time because it's uh, it's a good read, obviously. Now, I have one more article that I want to cover, a good news article, uh, because every now and then we get these uh, little glimmers of common sense coming through, uh, sometimes through the court system. And uh, this is a, a real good one to cover. This is comes to us from Disclosed TV, and it was written February 16th. And the title reads, Court orders Dutch government to scrap coronavirus curfew immediately. Okay. The curfew must be lifted immediately. The court in The Hague determined this in a case brought by the Virus Truth Foundation. The measure was taken on the wrong grounds, the judge ruled. According to the preliminary relief judge, the curfew is far reaching the curfew is a far, far reaching violation of the right to freedom of movement and privacy. This requires very careful decision decision making the judge ruled. However, for the introduction of the curfew, Use was made of the Extraordinary Powers of Civil Authority Act, whereby the Senate and the House of Representatives do not have, have to be involved in the decision-making. According to the judge, there was no special urgency to enforce the law. The fact that before the introduction of the curfew was often discussed illustrates, according to the court, that a special, that special requirements required for activation of the law have not been met. A far-reaching measure on the basis of an emergency law may only be given if an acute emergency situation actually occurs, which, moreover, cannot be resolved with other less far-reaching means. The state attorney argued on behalf of the state that the corona pandemic is such a serious situation and that an urgent procedure for instituting the curfew was therefore in place. Other corona measures also proved insufficient to combat the pandemic. The judge judge points out that the usefulness of of the curfew has not yet been proven because other corona measures were also imposed at the same time as the curfew was instituted. The cabinet is assuming a 10% increase in corona infections when the curfew is abolished and the strict visiting regime one person per day is abandoned. According to emergency law specialist Adrian Werenega. The ruling means that the curfew is no longer valid immediately. A judge can decide that that's what's happening. It therefore remains to be seen what the state will do, he said. He can go to an emergency appeal today and contest the decision. However, the lifting of the curfew cannot be postponed by filing an appeal, the court said. Specialists with whom the NOS has spoken spoken doubt whether that is correct and argue that the judge cannot make that decision fines for curfew violations can now also be challenged the court may agree with you and waive the fine because a good legal basis has not been used update judge ruling suspended in urgent appeal by dutch government the nationwide nationwide uh, nationwide curfew from 9 p.m remains in place until the least of least substantive handling of the appeal next friday Uh, So they kind of upheld it uh, for the 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 appeal ruling, which is sad to see. But there's a judge over there that actually has some common sense. So it's good to see. uh, It's good to see some some people starting to use this uh, common sense for you know, (laughs) seeing that it's 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 becoming overreach. Anyway. So I just wanted to try and kind of close on a little bit of good news. But that last little ad, that little addition there kind of, well, whatever, it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. So we'll see. We'll see how that appeal, how that appeal makes out. Okay, let's, uh, let's move on to the next topic of discussion here. Okay, this next article comes to us from uh, Strategic Culture Foundation. And it was written February 15th, 2021, and the title reads, How Conspiracy Theorizing May Soon Get You Labeled a Domestic Terrorist. Now, you can just imagine why this caught my attention. (laughs) Um, I kind of had a hunch, I'm sure you guys did too, that this was coming, that they were going to start labeling all of us that uh, speak out against the uh, official narrative, heavy air quotes, as uh, conspiracy theorists, and they we knew they were going to use something to try and silence us because they're not winning with the censorship online. So now they've got to go, go to the next measure, which this probably is what, where, the way they're going to go. They're going to... Uh, well, let's just read the article and then we'll theorize afterwards. This is by Matthew A. A. <clears throat> Conspiracies for good and evil do exist now, as they have from time immemorial. Matthew A. A. writes, The only question is which intention do you want to devote devote your life towards? Are you starting to feel like forces controlling the government of the West are out to get you? Then it is likely you are either a paranoid, paranoid nut job or a stubborn realist. Either way, it means you have some major problems on your hands. If you don't happen to find yourself among the tinfoil hat-wearing strata of conspiracy theorists waiting in a bunker for aliens to either strike down or save society from shape-shifting lizard people, (laughs) but are rather uh, contemplating how, in the 1960s, a shadow government took control of society over the dead bodies of many assassinated, assassinated patriots, then certain conclusions tend to arise. Ooh, that was a lot to take in. That was brilliant three elementary elementary realizations for thinking people the first conclusion you would likely arrive you would likely arrive at is that the united states government was just pu- put through the first coup in over 58 years yes that's what happened in 19 19- that's what happened in 1963 was a coup although it is becoming a bit prohibitive to speak such words aloud in polite society Nancy Pelosi's official biographer, Molly Ball, recently penned a scandalous Time magazine article, The Secret History of the Shadow Campaign that Saved the 2020 Elections, which admitted to this conspiracy saying, Even though it sounds like a paranoid fever dream, a well-funded cabal of people, powerful people, ranging across industries and ideologies, working together behind the scenes to influence perceptions, change rules and laws, steer media coverage, and control the flow of information, lest you think that that this was a subversion of democracy, Ball informs us they were not rigging the election. They were fortifying it. Now there's, I'm just going to step out for a minute because there's a lot of controversy surrounding that, uh, times article. So what we'll do is we we will read that article either in this show or the next one, uh, because from what I'm hearing and I haven't read it yet, but from what I'm hearing, it's basically an, an admittance, uh, of the people that, that basically, uh, were behind the election fraud of 2020, uh, of exactly what they did. And, and you got people like this, uh, oh molly ball uh writing cover stories for them uh, you know it was it was a brag piece from what i understand but anyway we'll we'll go through that one together on this show carrying on another conclusion you might come to is that many of the political figures whom you believe were serving those who elected them into office actually served the interests of a cliche of a cliche of technocrats and billionaires lusting over the deconstruction of Western civilization under something called a great reset. Where this, where this was brushed off as an unfounded conspiracy theory not long ago, even in Canada's deputy even Canada's deputy prime minister and neo-Nazi supporting Rhodes Scholar Christia Freeland decided to become a trustee of the World Economic Forum just weeks ago. In this role, Freeland joins fellow Oxford technocrat Mark Char- uh, Charney or Carney in the uh, mutual endeavor to be a part of the new movement to decarbonize civilization and make feudalism cool again. Lastly, you might notice that your having arrived at these conclusions is itself increasingly becoming a form of thought crime punishable in a variety of distasteful ways elaborated by a series of unprecedented unprecedented new emergency regulations that propose extending the definition of terrorism. Oh, our buddy Mitch Murphy's going to love that. <laughs> they brought up thought crimes, Mitch. <laughs> those implicated under the new definition will be those broad swaths of citizens of western nations who don't agree with the operating beliefs of the ruling oligarchy. Already a 60-day review of the U.S. military is underway to purge the armed forces of all such thought criminals, while McCarthyite legislation has been drafted to cleanse all government jobs of conspiracy theorists. Another startling announcement from the National Terrorism Advisory Bulletin that domestic terrorists include ideology... Ideologically motivated violent extremists with objections to the exercise of governmental authority and perceived grievances fueled by false narratives. Holy, is that a broad brush? Wow. Well, not fully uh, codified into law, though it will be, if not nipped, if not nipped in the butt soon. You can be sure that things are certainly moving fast as before our very eyes, the right to free speech is be- being torn to shreds by means of censorship across social media and the internet, canceling all opinions deemed unacceptable to the ruling class. Um, just going to step out again. I was, I was looking for, um, an article today because I was, um, an article that I had read previously, uh, because I was in an argument on, on Facebook and, uh, I was looking for, uh, Uh, the damages that the vaccines that Bill Gates, uh, the polio vaccines that Bill Gates uh, basically forced on the African people, uh, the damages that some of the people had suffered for it. And I had read uh, two or three articles about that, Uh, probably, you know, up to and including two years ago. And then up until probably about six months ago, I had seen three three articles that, that related to that topic. And today, because I was arguing about it today on Facebook, I looked for those articles again and they are gone. Gone. So, and that wasn't just with Google. I, I was searching with, uh, DuckDuckGo, which I know, um, now we, we know DuckDuckGo just, uh, submitted to the, uh, to the globalists because they handed over a lot of our information to Google. Uh, so something was going on behind the scenes between those two platforms and, uh, uh, they they caved. So DuckDuckGo is no longer what it once was. <clears throat> okay, where were we here? <clears throat> the conspiracy to sub- subvert conspiracy theorizing. This should not come as a surprise, as Biden's new addition to the Department of Homeland Security is a bizarre figure named Cass, Cass Sustine, Sunstein, who famously described exactly what this was going to look like in... In his famous 2008 report, Conspiracy Theories. In this underappreciated study, the duo foresaw the greatest threat to the ruling elite took the form of conspiracy theorizing within the American population, using as examples of this delusion the idea that the government had anything to do with the murders of John F. Kennedy and Martin Luther King Jr., or the planning and execution of 9 11. Oh, please. This is unreal. Just to be clear, conspiracy literally means two or more people acting together in accord with an agreed-upon idea and intention. (laughs) The fact that uh, Vermule has made a legal career arguing the laws that should be interpreted not by the intentions of lawgivers, but rather according to the cost-benefit analysis gives us a useful insight into the um, deranged mind of a technocrat and the delusional reasoning that denies the very thing which has shaped literally literally all of human history. In their scholarly essay, the authors wrote, The existence of both domestic and foreign conspiracy theories, we suggest, is no trivial matter, posing real risk to the government's anti-terrorism policies, whether the latter may be. After establishing his case for the threat of conspiracies, Sunstein says the best response consists in cogn- cognitive infiltration of extremist, extremist groups. Not one to simply draw criticisms, the proactive Sunstein laid out five possible strategies which the social engineers managing the population could deploy to defuse this growing threat, saying 1. Governments might ban conspiracy theorizing. 2. Governments might impose some kind of tax, financial or otherwise, on those who uh, disseminate such theories. 3. Governments might itself engage in counter-speech. Marshaling arguments to discredit conspiracy theorists. Well, we know they've been doing that right from the get-go, number three. Four, governments might formally hire credible private parties to engage in counter-speech. Well, we already know they're doing that. They're called uh, (laughs) fact-checkers. Five, governments might engage in informal communication with such parties, encouraging them to help. Okay, I'll let you think about which of these uh, prescriptions were put into action over the ensuing 12 years. Well, we just pointed them out. Cass Sunstein was particularly sensitive to the danger largely because one, he was part of a very very ugly conspiracy himself, and two, he is a world-renowned behaviorist. The Problem of Reality for Behaviorists As an economic behaviorist and lawyer arguing that all human rights should be extended to animals blurring the lines separating human dynamics from the law of the jungle, as any fascist must, Sunstein has spent decades trying to model human behavior with computer simulations in an effort to scientifically manage such behavior. Well, let's just step out for a minute. The problem with this, this kind of goes into another, let's just say, theory um, that supposedly didn't exist, which was... um, predictive analytics which we now know does Um, and the problem with it is human behavior is completely unpredictable Uh, so they've always had a problem with uh, predicting human behavior and and that always has thrown basically the big fuck into their uh, into their predictive analytics because they could never accurately predict how humans would respond to certain things now they've done tests for years For years and years and years and years and years on this. And specifically just to see how people would react in specific situations. Uh, They've they've specifically done this to populations all around the world, including Canada and the U.S. Now, it might just be something as simple as just knocking the power out for a couple days in a specific area just to see how people react. But they were doing it intentionally, right? For as long as you can even bet. Okay. As outlined by his book Nudge, co-authored by with Nobel Prize-winning behaviorist Richard Thaler, Sunstein discovered that people tend to organize their behavioral patterns around certain fundamental drives, such as the pursuit of pleasure, avoidance of pain, and certain Darwinian drives for sex, popularity, desire for conformity, desire for novelty, and greed. One of the key principles of economic behaviorism, which is seen repeated in such popular manuals, as freak freakonomics nudge predictable uh, predictability predictability irrational the wisdom of crowds and animal spirits is that humans are both biologically determined due to their darwinian impulses but unlike other animals have the fatal flaw of being fundamentally irrational at their core since humans are fundamentally irrational says the behaviorist it is a requisite that an enlightened elite. Impo- it is a requisite that an enlightened elite impose order upon society while maintaining the illusion of freedom of choice from below. <clears throat> this is the underlying assumption of Karl Popper's open society doctrine, which was fed to Popper's protege George Soros, and which animates Soros's, Soros's general theory of uh, reflexivity. Uh, reflexivity. And his Oxford-based Institute for New Economic Thinking. Oh, a little bit of history on Mr. George Soros. Just uh, you know, I got to step out for a minute because it is unbelievable um, what you know the admissions that you're you're getting here from the people that these globalists um, listen to. <clears throat> since humans are fundamentally irrational says the behaviorist it is a requisite that an enlightened elite impose order upon society while maintaining the illusion of freedom of choice from below the absolute arrogance of that statement is just beyond what a normal person can comprehend and that's that's what these people have been basically coaching themselves with i would be sa- it would be safe to say probably for thousands of years um, you know, a long time ago already on this show, we went through some of the history of these people and and how far they have come and how far back their history goes. And uh, they believe this right from the, the very beginning. They've separated themselves from the rest of us, uh, Goyam, and they, uh, they believe that they are mentally superior and uh, superior to us in every way, shape and form. Realistically, because they um, <clears throat> have controlled absolutely everything from the get go. But the, the arrogance around statements like that have always caught me. And uh, it's hard not to um, be get filled with rage when you hear that. But this is just, um, you know, it, it, it reminds me of a, a famous old sta- saying that uh, power corrupts, right? And absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. And you, you got to just look at the history of these people and, and realize that they've been in power for forever. Money doesn't matter to these people. The only thing that matters to them is power. And once you go through how many generations of being in power, um, you know, and throw in dashes of Satanism and uh, occult ritual uh, and probably uh, abuse, sexual abuse to every one of these people. And imagine how warped the minds are. And so when you see people that cater to them, like these behaviorists uh, saying things like this, well, that just fuels uh, the sick, twisted mind that most of these uh, globalists uh, or the the members of the thirteen elite families are walking around with like these people are beyond messed up, and this is actually you know, I think there's a misconception about with a lot of people that look at these people that are in this this uh, in these networks and uh, <clears throat> I don't know if there's a, kind of an awe with them, but I actually pity them. I I, I don't think I'd wish this life on uh, on anybody. I, I I think it's it's a it's a horrific life to be born into and and to be. Uh, you know, have your whole path set out before you, and and what you have to endure to to even make it in these families. Uh, like I said, th- these people are living in their own hell, and they don't they have no sympathy. That's basically stripped from them when they're children. So they don't they don't have it for you and I. And and we just to to try and understand these people is 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 a job, right? And as you can tell, I've I've thought about this quite a bit. But these people, I like I said, I pity them. Um, but that doesn't mean that I have any, um, sympathy. (laughs) Let's, let's not get that. Let's not get that, uh, confused, uh, for what they've done to this planet for thousands of years. Every one of these people has everything that is, you know, when this all blows open, um, a lot of these people need to be wiped out and there's just no other way to say it, to stop the cycle that these families and people have, have, um, you know, part, been partaking in for thousands of years. I think the only way to deal with it would be death, and uh, I hate to say it because it's anybody that has that was abused as a child was not given a fair chance, and even the people that are the the most twisted, which are these families, were basically at the core were not given a, a, a fair chance either. Anyway, let's. Uh, I'm getting right off topic here, but let's get back into this article. <clears throat> okay. This was at the heart of Obama's science czar, John Holdren's call for world government in his 1977 Ecoscience, co-written with his mentor, Paul Elric, where the young misanthrope envisioned a future utopic world governed by a scientifically managed master class, saying, Perhaps those agencies, combined with UNEP, UNEP, And the united nations population agencies might eventually be developed into a planetary regime sort of an international super super agency for population resources and environment such a comprehensive planetary regime could control the development administration conservation and distribution of all natural resources renewable and non-renewable the caveat of darwinism impulses mixed with irrational animal spirits were truly All the animated, truly all the animated those systems would be systems which behaviorists wish to map and manipulate, aka nudge with rewards, punishments. Then a scientifically priesthood would indeed be a viable and perhaps necessary way to organize the world. Fortunately, reality is a bit more elegant and dignified than behaviorists wish to admit. Why computer modelers hate metaphysics? On a closer inspection of history, we find countless countless instances where people shape their individual and group behavior around sets of ideas that transcend controllable material impulses. When this happens, those individuals or groups tend to resist adapting to uh, environments created for them. This incredible phenomenon is witnessed uh, empirically in the form of the American Revolution, Warsaw Ghetto Uprising, civil rights movements, and even bold manifestations of anti-lockdown protests now underway around the world. Among the most troublesome of those uh, variables which upset computer models are conscience, truth, intentions, soul, honor, God, justice, patriotism, dignity, and freedom. Wherever individuals shape their identities around these very real, though uh, immaterial, aka metaphysical, principles, they cannot be nudged towards predetermined decisions that defy reason and morality. Adherence to these principles also tends to afford thinking people an important additional edge of uh, creative insight necessary to cut through false explanatory narratives that attempt to hide lies behind the appearance of truth. As witnessed on multiple occasions throughout history, such individuals who value the health of their souls over the, the intimidating and extremely malleable force of population opi- uh, popular opinion will often decide to sacrifice personal comfort and even with their lives in order to defend those values which their minds and conscience deem important. These rare but invaluable outliers will often resist policies that threaten to undo their freedoms or undermine the basis of their society's capacity to produce food and energy for their children and grandchildren. What is worse is that their example is too often extremely contagious, causing other members of the sheep class to believe that they too are human and endowed with unalienable rights which should be defended. The Intentions Ordering World History Perhaps the most destructive of all is that these outlier people tend to look for abstract abstract things like causes in historical dynamics shaping the context of their present age, as well as their current geopolitical environment. Whenever this type of thinking is done, carefully crafted narratives fed to the masses by an enlightened elite will often fail in their power to persuade since seekers after truth soon become to realize that ideas and intentions, aka conspiracies, shape our past, present, and future. When the dominating intention shaping society's trajectory is in conformity with natural law, humanity tends to improve, freedom increases, culture matures, and evil loses its hold. Inversely, inversely when the intentions animating history are out of conformity with natural law, the opposite opposite happens as society lose their moral and material fit, uh, fitness to survive and slip even more quickly into the dark ages. While sitting in a jail Birmingham, Ala- in Birmingham, Alabama in 1963, Reverend Martin Luther King described this reality eloquently when he said, As just law is, manma- is a man-made code that squares with the moral law or the law of God. An unjust law is a code that is out of harmony with the moral law. Any law that uplifts human personality is just. Any law that degrades human personality is unjust. One has not only a legal but a moral responsibility to obey just laws. Conversely, one has a moral responsibility to disobey unjust laws. From Plato's organization of his academy and efforts to shape a philosopher king to beat the forces of the Persian Empire, to Cicero's efforts to save the Roman Republic, to Augustine's battles to save the soul of Christianity all the way to our present age, conspiracies for the good and counter-conspiracies for evil have shaped our history. If one were to begin an investigation into history without an understanding that ideas and intentions cause the trajectory of history, as in the standard practice among history uh, professors dominant in today's world, then one would become incapable of understanding anything essential about one's own reality. It is irrelevant that behaviorists and other fascists wish their victims to believe that history just happens simply because random short-sighted impulses kinetically drive events on a timeline. The truth of my claim exists for any serious truth seeker to discover it for themselves. Back to our present sad state of affairs. Now we all know that Sunstein spent the following years working as Obama's regulatory SAR uh, alongside an army of fellow behaviorists who took control of all levers of policymaking as outlined by Time Magazine's April 13, 2009 article, How Obama is Using the Science of Change. As the fabric of Western civilization and traditional values of family, gender, and even macroeconomic concepts like development were degraded during this period, the military-industrial complex had a field day as Sunstein's wife, Samantha Power, worked closely with Susan Rice in the promotion of humanitarian bombings of small nations under Soros' responsibility to protect doctrine. After the Great Reset Agenda was announced in June 2020, Sunstein was recruited to uh, to head the propaganda wing of the World Health Organization, known as the WHO, Technical Advisory Group, where his skills in mass behavior modification was put to use in order to counteract the dangerous spread of conspiracy theories that persuaded large chunks of the world population that COVID-19 was part of a larger conspiracy to undermine national sovereignty and impose world government. The head of the WHO describes Sunstein's mandate in the following terms. In the face of the COVID-19 pandemic, countries are using a range of tools to influence behavior. Information campaigns are one tool, but so are laws, regulations, guidelines, and even fines. That's why behavioral science is so important. Today hundreds of Obama-era behaviorists have streamed back into influential positions of government under the new scientifically managed, evidence-based governance coming back to life under the Biden promising under Biden promising to undo the dark days of President Trump. Ideologues who have been on record calling for world government to eliminate the sick and elderly see Obamacare architect Ezekiel Emanuel's Why I Hope to Die at Age 75, and population control are streaming back into positions of influence. If you think that anything they have done to return to power is unlawful or unethical to the principles of the Constitution, then those technocrats want you to know that you are a delusional conspiracy theorist and as such represent a potential threat to yourself and society of which you are a part. If you question the World Health Organization narratives on COVID-19 or doubt the use of vaccines produced by organizations like AstraZeneca due to their ties with two eugenic or- organizations, then you are a delusional conspiracy theorist. If you doubt that global warming is caused by carbon dioxide or that implementing the Paris Pla- Climate Accord, uh, Accords may cause more damage to humanity than climate change ever could, then you must be a conspiracy theorist. If you believe that the U.S. government just went through a regime change coordinated by something called the Deep State, then you run the risk of being labeled a delusional threat to the general welfare deserving uh, of the sort of treatment dolled out to any typical terrorist. It appears that the main comforts we have taken for granted over the past 50 years, drunken stupor called globalization, are quickly uh, coming to an end. And thankfully... Not one but two opposing intentions for what the new operating system will be are actively vying for control. This clash witnessed in stark terms during the January 2021 Davos summit, where uh, Xi Jinping and Putin's call for a new system of win win cooperation, multipolarity, and long term development offset the unipopular zero sum ideologies of, West seeking, of the West seeking to undo the foundations of industrial civilization. Either way you look at it, conspiracies for good and for evil do exist now, as they have for time immortal. The only question is which intention do you want to devote your life towards. Man, that was that was awesome, and we ran a bit over to read it, and uh, I hope I was um, making sense. Um, I was bumbling a little bit there, but that was uh, an incredible article, and uh, Matthew Aretz. That uh, hats off if you actually ever listen to the show. <laughs> uh, what an incredible writer. There's actually in this article, which I did put on the, uh, um, the telegram page. Um, there's other links here to other stuff he's wrote, which I'm going to actually read when I get some more time. Anyway, my friends, um, very cool. Um, very cool summary of, of what's going on. Um, and I like the history that we just learned uh, about some of these people, uh, um, you know, and their, uh, not so savory thought patterns, right uh behaviorists holy cow um And like I mentioned earlier, the arrogance of these people is just off the charts uh to, to, to for any one group of people to just um think you hold dominion over everything else on the planet is just it's 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 unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. And to think that you're actually that much smarter than anybody else is so wrong. And that's going to be the downfall. Uh, The ego and arrogance of these people is going to be their downfall. Um, And, you know, like we were saying, um, predictive analytics um, can only give you ideas of what's going to happen in specific scenarios if people act a specific way and so they they've been banking on it and to give you examples of where you're where you've seen some of this um it is my true belief that um whoever the writers of the simpsons now we've all seen the simpsons predict the future kind of rhetoric that we you know in your in your face in your social media feeds you've seen actually an uncanny amount of of simpsons predictions that have come true so what i'm getting at is i i i would be guessing that there's someone uh, obviously from the CIA or FBI or whatever NSA uh, that is helping the Simpsons writers that has a- had access to predictive analytics and is um, influencing them what to write um, because it's absolutely unbelievable. Uh, the predictions that have uh, we've seen on the Simpsons that have actually come true. And that's uh, how, how I think that's happening is, is what I just described. Uh, we do know through uh, project uh, mockingbird that the CIA has basically infiltrated ho- all of Hollywood, um, and media so a lot of these movies are disclosures movies and shows are disclosures and the only way they can actually accurately predict the future is through predicted predictive analytics anyway um very very good article i'm glad that uh, i got to share that one with you guys so and this is where we'll close it because we're running a little bit over here so if you have Anything you want to, uh, if you want to reach out to me, you can find me on Facebook at uh, Canadian Patriot Radio. The message button comes directly to me. Uh, you can use email. Uh, it's Radio at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Telegram. Um, just search Canadian Patriot Radio and, and we'll come up. So I encourage, I encourage if you're a new listener, I encourage uh, Telegram the most because it's an open forum. Uh, I encourage everybody to be posting on that that forum because I'm, I'm constantly on that one. Um, and I'm looking at everything that you guys are posting and it's, uh, it's really good stuff. So anyway, I'm going to end this show on that note. So thanks everybody for tuning in again. And, uh, until next time, my friends with all thy sons command. joining us for another episode of canadian patriot radio cpr is not filmed before a live studio audience if you like the show friends make sure you give us a thumbs up and share us on all your social media platforms until next time take care